Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Oh man, that song gets better every time I hear it. And by the mysterious L. Hola, my beautiful babies. <laughs> South of the border, L. Yes. So um, this week uh, we had some news in the QAnon universe, as it were, as uh, HBO's meandering six-hour documentary uh, stuck the landing. And as they say in a lot of uh, entertainment professions, all the people remember is the payoff. And uh, yes, we did get ourselves a payoff. It's the prestige, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And what a dumb, awful, over-Zoom prestige it was. Yes, but uh, before we get into all of that, first the content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, uh, yeah, so uh, basically that all happened. Uh, our beautiful boy, uh, Ron Watkins, who uh, pretty much... Anyone who's been paying attention to this was one of the two major suspects of being behind Q. The other one being his dad, Jim Watkins, <laughs> uh, managed to uh, fuck up and say, by the way, guys, I'm Q, which was incredible and stupid and awesome and amazing. Uh, and that happened along with just all kinds of fun and frivolity this week. So we've got a lot to talk about in Q's in the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So, 
All right. Mike, how long has it been since we've heard from Code Monkey, a.k.a. Q? Uh, it has been a total of 119 days since uh, the super secret spy that was going to save us all from uh, baby eating Hillary Rodham Clinton and her uh, cohort of evil people last gave us a secret communique, which, again, the last time uh, Ron ever spoke to us as Q was uh, a uh, Trump fan video set that we're not going to take it anymore by Twisted Sister, which has been removed uh, due to a DCAMA claim, as it were. So, um, yes. So, you know, just casually, uh, like a third or whatever of a year of just complete silence from uh, on high. I mean, I I guess he was too busy getting interviewed for the HBO documentary. uh... (laughs) He was too busy reading the Dominion Voter Manual. Yes. He was too busy making sensuous love to that life-size Ray Ayanami statue he's got. (laughs) He See, you haven't seen the documentary, so... He was too busy going to Soaplands. That gets brought up more than once. That's how he the the documentarian gets in good with him. He's like, "You should look up Soaplands. See if that's what a thing you'd want to do." And it's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Uh, but as I said before, we can't get too much into that because we've got to talk about uh, Matt Gates. Pizza Gates himself has been in the news quite a bit. Yes, a story that was breaking as we were recording last week just continued to develop, unsurprisingly. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Matt Gates has decided to just go all in on uh, not resigning, not uh, vanishing from the public eye, not any of these things. He is going to be uh, just a lunatic about this stuff. He saw what Jim Jordan did and how he got away with uh, turning a blind eye to all the scandals. Uh, at Ohio State and all that other good stuff. So Matt's just going to, as they say, tweet through it. Uh, He went on Tucker Carlson um, right after we were done recording our podcast and basically implicated Tucker in being involved in this thing in one way or another. Tried very hard. And then Tucker was just like, that was a weird interview. Um, (laughs) What is yeah, Why did he keeps saying I was there. He's just like, yeah, we've all, we're celebrities. We're we're attractive celebrity men, Tuck. You, you, we've all done a bunch of ecstasy and blow, and then had sex with seventeen-year-old prostitutes. Am I right? I mean, you get it. And Tuck's just like, uh, <laughs> like tugging on his collar, and just being like, well, I don't know about all that, bud. <laughs> now, El, in her in her defense, we do not know if she was in any way a sex worker. I mean, the, the person so. I was referencing is a different hypothetical person than the the, the woman that is actually uh, like involved in the uh, the dealio here because you know she's she's a victim because she's a minor. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not cracking wise Fair. about a real person. Fair. I'm cracking wise about a different person that doesn't exist as far as we know. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, because uh, it's just come out in the past day or so that uh, before Trump left office, Matt Gates was looking for a blanket pardon from Trump, yeah. from, Trump from Trump, oh, man, for crimes? Question mark. <laughs> so that's the sort of shit that you only get if they are lodging you into space to drill into the asteroid to plant the nuke that saves Earth. If you're just some, like, random empty suit, you don't get to ask for a blanket crime pardon. Hey, uh, President, you might sign me just, like, a blank pardon so I can commit whatever fucking crime I want. Can you imagine if he did that? And he's just like, oh, sweet, time to just go get my terrorism on. The President said this one's on the house. That can't possibly be a thing, just a blanket pardon, right? Uh, basically, I mean, it has I, to be for 
a crime or specific crimes of which you've been charged. It can't just be for future thought crimes, right? Like, I don't. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can. Be, I don't think you can get a future uh, like a preemptive pardon, as it were. But I, I, I think this kind of goes back to Ford pardoning Nixon, and he was just sort of like any crimes Nixon did involving Watergate, he cannot be uh, like tried for. Just, just. For the good of the nation, we're going to heal the country by just like letting Nixon skate for Watergate, and so I think that's kind of the idea for the uh, just universal pardon. This needs to be our next our next comic book idea, uh, similar to One Hundred Bullets. It's literally just called Blank Pardon, and Blanket Pardon. It, it just like 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 some man in black shows up to your house with a, with like a briefcase, and inside it is just a blank pardon that absolves you of one crime. <laughs> Or one series of smaller crimes leading to one big crime. So that way, you know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you hook up with some people to kill someone, they can't like technically get you on the conspiracy, but not the murder or whatever. No, no, no. It's just like you get to commit one crime scot free. What do you do with it, buddy? One smaller crime. How many Snicker bars can I steal under this blanket pardon? I mean, if you don't mind have, throwing a bunch of people does under it have the- to be like $5,000 worth. If it doesn't, it, it, like, if you don't mind runge- roping in a bunch of people that are going to get pinched on conspiracy charges themselves, then you could probably launch some sort of conspiracy to steal, like, all of the Snickers bars, right? I, oh, wow, yeah. I I wasn't thinking big enough. Yeah, that's you the thing. It's like a, a genie board. wish. You, you gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do. I had, uh, I remember, this is this was a plot point in uh, the series 24, where one of the bad guys uh, had Jack Bauer um, kidnapped or otherwise uh, incapacitated. And they were like, I will help you guys defeat the terrorists, but I need a pardon, uh, a future pardon, because I will, at the end of this event, kill Jack Bauer, and I need to be pardoned for murdering him. so that's that's the level of brilliance the republican party has always been working on ever since that series aired when we were torturing people in gitmo and stuff you had like Antonin scalia and dick cheney being like well it works on 24 so now matt gates is like hey future pardons are a thing it was on that show with keeper sutherland so wait are you doing a bit did they actually cite a television show 24 was a thing that um, Anton Scalia and others like cited as a justification for torture. It was, this was a real thing that happened. I'm not joking. What? Yes. What? This is, yeah, this is yeah, America. They, they, they torture people on 24 and the American public loves it. The American public can't get enough of that torture. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I mean, that so was... what, what exactly has, do you know exactly what uh, pizza gates has been charged with? Nothing uh, yet. He, he's no just being actual, investigated. He's being investigated, and it just gets more like unseemly and scummy as time goes along. And it just he's being pro- like- he's being probed by the FBI, not unlike a hypothetical seventeen-year-old girl gets probed by Matt Gates. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, yeah, it's just one of these things where. Uh, if and when the charges come out, I feel like they're going to be way more horrifying than just like the surface level stuff we're seeing right now. And it's really odd that um, Matt seems to be doubling and tripling down. And yet uh, there was a period of time uh, after the like, Tucker interview where like Fox News didn't mention Gates by name for like 48 hours at least. So I don't know how long that Gates blackout has gone for. 
but it seems like the powers that be know that defending this guy isn't that great of an uh, great of a an idea that this is going to blow up sooner rather than later. Like uh, Roger Stone <laughs> and Alex Jones were like freaking out defending uh, Gates and saying that like he was a 2024 front runner. He could topple Biden. That's what they're going after him. And then like a couple of days later, Alex Jones was just sort of like, yeah, they're going after Matt Gates, and that's not a great thing. But what are you going to do? <laughs> so like, yeah, I listened to the Alex Jones, Roger Stone defense of Matt Gates, and uh, like <laughs> – like the the knowledge fight guys were saying, they just need to let them the the prosecution needs to just call them to defend him. That was a mess, just a mess. I love how many Q Q supporters like defense of Gates in this instance is literally just like, "Hey man, sixteen or seventeen is age of consent in those states, so like it's no big deal." And it's just like, isn't like the basic tenet of being QAnon supposed to be? Like the the defense of children, like are you literally going to sit there and say that a sixteen year old girl is not a child? You're just like, oh, that's a full grown woman. You should be able to have sex with her, no problem. Like, you should be able to pay for her to fly across state lines to have sex with you in a state where it is not illegal. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird how save the children becomes. Hey, uh, it's totally cool if the law allows it. Do what you want. I mean, yeah, it. Yeah, they the there's really not a lot of uh, consistency in the morality of QAnon, as it were. Uh, <laughs> they they're just here to get angry at their enemies and support their heroes, and everything else is just uh, just window dressing. So if they can scream and yell about Bill Clinton being on the Lolita Express and that confirms he's a pedophile, 1,000% they're going to do it. If Matt Gates is taking uh, women under the age of 18 across state lines and paying for their hotel rooms, hey, that's just a playboy having fun. Like, yeah, MBD. Yeah, Matt Gates likes to party. What's the problem with partying, bro? What, why are you so upset? I mean, yeah, I mean, Tucker Carlson does it, right, Tuck? I mean, come on, bro. You understand? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Tucker Carlson knows how to party. He gets down. He got down with Matt Gates. Matt Gates was just like, you remember that girl I brought to that party with you? You're your wife met her. We all got freaky. And uh, Tucker Carlson could not be just like more just looking at him. Just like, shut the fuck up. Like, we don't <laughs> you are not taking this. me down. I, yeah. I, am, I, I am the millionaire heir to the Swanson uh, estate. I don't need you. You are a dumb, uh, fail son of a rich guy who's never faced consequences in your life. And now, now you've gone a little too far and daddy's money ain't going to bail you out. And I ain't going to bail you out. So no, uh, oh, come on. You remember you had that lady do like blow off of your cock. And you said, I'm chook and I'm here to fuck. And we all had a nice big laugh about it. And then we did in fact, fuck her. Remember? You remember that time. Come on. Come on. You remember that time we made an Eiffel Tower? Like, um, that like, that would be the greatest thing in the world if there was actual like edited footage like the uh, the, the Snyder cut of the Tucker Carlson uh, Matt Gates interview where it's just all the horrible stuff they couldn't put on TV like oh that'd be that'd be so magical if we I remember that time we hired that six foot tall lady just so we could have sex with both of her holes and still be social distancing to own the libs come on Tuck you remember we were both wearing a mask but they were like get mask get it Remember that time? Remember that time we killed a woman and put her brain in a robot to construct a sex cyborg? Good times. Remember when we weird science that lady took? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just...
You're trying to tell me that this shit is illegal now? We've been doing this forever, me and you. You and me, always together like Rick and Morty, the two of us, doing all these crimes. Wait, movie movie weird science or TV weird science? Oh, buddy, both. <laughs> when you're in the weird science game, you want it all the ways. <laughs> so uh, while Matt's been going around making this dumpster fire around himself happen, uh, the Women for America First have invited Matt Gates to speak at uh, whatever convention they're doing. So uh, there are people actually trying to rally around this guy, even as toxic as he currently is. So... This is just something it, it's like the it's like the weirdification of the Republican Party. It's like once Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobbert got into office, the Republicans were like, you know what? We can just let our freak, our freak flag fly. We can just lose it. We can just go totally apeshit crazy and our voters don't care because all they're in this for is owning the libs. And as long as you get on television and talk about how masks are bad and don't trust the vaccine and all this other dumb shit, no one actually cares about anything else you have to say and, and or do. Like, you can do anything. Uh, it's what Trump said about shooting someone on Fifth Avenue and not losing any followers. Like, this is – we're going down that road where the Republican Party is just becoming more feral, more rabid, and more incoherent by the minute. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, so we've been on this for a little while. We've got our next item. I don't know who Travis View is, but apparently the Washington Post is upset with him. Uh, because the, the, because apparently the Washington Post also had no idea who Travis <laughs> was. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, this is what's uh, really hilarious here is uh, Travis View is the uh, pseudonym or stage name for uh, Logan Strain, which is an incredible name, and it sounds way more like a stage name as ever. Yeah, I was about to it. say, let, let, let's just let's just jump into this part of the story right the fuck now. If your real actual name is Logan Strain, just use it, and people will assume it is your stage name. <laughs> Like that's that that sounds like who that sounds like the person like Wolverine's twin brother who was secretly working the Weapon X program, you know what I mean? Or the virus that turns everyone in the in the, on the planet into vampires. The Logan Strain. Logan Strain sounds like a sci-fi hero. Like oh, it's Commander Logan Strain. Exactly. So, uh, but the thing about this that's so ridiculous is uh, Travis had always made it clear that he was using a pseudonym. Uh, I think all of the guys on QAA had said they were doing this because, again, you're dealing with uh, the lunatics in the QAnon world that are not uh, opposed to violence in order to get what they want. See January 6th and all that good stuff. So uh, the big problem, uh, I mean, the Washington Post is incredibly snitty and angry, uh, like tete-a-tete with Travis. They were very mad that they let Travis write a couple articles for them under his stage name, when apparently that was verboten, which is ridiculous because it's up to you to talk to these people and find out if it's their real name or not. Not just be like, oh, Travis View, absolutely, that has to be his real name, even though... I don't know anyone who didn't know this uh, when I uh, honestly talk- I didn't, but oh, yeah. like yeah. that that that's just true to character for me, like sort of being detached from any of this Q stuff. But I mean, even if the people talking to uh, Mister Strain like didn't know it was a stage name when they were talking to him, and they just thought, "Hey, this guy's name is Travis View," 
Like, you would think that a building full of journalists would at some point ask this guy for, like, an ID or just, like, straight up ask him, what's your, for the record, what's your name? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, but, but, like, apparently you can get as far as just writing articles, like, editorial pieces for the Washington Post under some fake fucking name because they're just not going to check. It's I mean, really- they're reporters. It's hard. It's hard to do reporter work. It's yeah, really how, the, how the fuck are we supposed to take the Washington Post seriously? Like, I mean, not that we were before, but if we were before, how the fuck are we supposed to take them seriously now? They're clearly bad at their job. It's really weird because I have had all kinds of uh, people like vetting my stage name. Whenever I talk to people, they they always ask, "Is this your real name?" Yes, no. I've had weird things happen where uh, when I get interviewed and I'm quoted, people will put my name in like quotes to let people know it's fake, which is odd. So I've always and I've, and one of the things really funny is uh, when I when I talk to people and they're like blah 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 what's your and I'm like well I go by the stage name Mike Rains because I picked a really lazy stage name because Travis View literally said that he was looking out his office at his job one day and he thought I have a nice view and that's why I took the stage name I think that was a story I heard of him I could be senile just making that up but yeah but I mean it was just like. Like the origin story of Mike Rains was grab a lazy name quickly and just get it out there. Don't spend a day being like, what's my stage name going to be, bro? What am I going to work this out as? So, uh, and, and I would have these conversations with people and then we would get into Travis. And what's also makes me laugh about all of this stuff is um, the, like the Logan strain part of it is like that that's such a like boss kind of name why not just roll with it you also have the q and on the bunker mike rothschild who i mean my god if there was ever anyone who would have gone with a stage name to avoid dealing with all that shit it would have been that guy but uh he just decided you know what screw it i'm just gonna own it i'm just gonna own the fact that my last name is rothschild and that it's gonna trigger all of these q on people in the most vicious way possible because rothschilds waka waka Anyway, the, the, this shit pissed off uh, the Washington Post to the point where they, they posted this sort of weird hit piece on Travis View where they they bring up the amount of income that his podcast is generating in like a way that to sort of like, you know, f- further this sort of narrative. Like, like the implication is to further this narrative that he has somehow like with with great intent and maliciousness hoodwinked the washington post <laughs> among others when it's just simply not true and like anyone who was just willing to ask the question as to whether or not his legal name was travis view like he would have just told them no that is my stage name like i have just been going under that because i operate on the internet and you know like a lot of the times people just do not use their real fucking names on the internet so wild i love that but but it it was great that the washington post was so pissed off that they they posted this hit piece and i think (laughs) now they have retroactively added like a correction to every article uh that he was involved in uh i i believe not even just like the stuff he wrote but the stuff that he like was cited as an expert on 
with this some like little footnote where it's just like the 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 evil supervilla Logan Strain went under the assumed name Travis View for a spell and really got us good. So we don't like him anymore. And we just want you to know that too, reader. It's like what the fuck, Washington Post? <laughs> it's yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird that they're so bent out of shape about this when Travis was on is on their side. He's just doing the work they want done. You have an expert in the field of QAnon and disinformation writing content for you that you obviously didn't pay him for. Because if you had paid him for those op-eds, you would have had to cut him a check under his legal name so you would have known those things. He was he, You literally got a person to write uh, op-eds for you, quote-unquote, for exposure. You got free content from someone who is a trusted name on the internet, a guy who can link that article to other people, and they will go to it. Because, oh, look, Travis wrote something. Travis is good. I trust Travis. I'm going to read this shit. So he is generating traffic for your uh, paper and website uh, gratis, as it were. And the way you repay him is to get incredibly mad when you were the only people in the room who didn't know he was using a pseudonym. Yeah, and the way and the fucking way they found out about it was, <laughs> was watching the HBO documentary that we'll be talking about later. He he made a comment during that that he operates under an assumed name or whatever, and it like literally freaked the entire bean out of the Washington Post. <laughs> like they just had no fucking idea what to do with themselves. I can just imagine like I love like that. you know the, the head of their so editorial much. board just sitting there just like vibrating with a red hot fury over learning that Travis you pulled the wool over their eyes because. Because they never bothered to ask him his real fucking name. Got, got him. Got yeah, him. Got me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so bizarre. I just don't understand why they got so bent out of shape over it. And I also don't understand how they didn't even do the most cursory level of research to know it was a stage name. Because again, uh, this isn't even an open secret. This is just. A fact. This is just a known thing that those guys were going by stage names because, again, QAnon, not uh, the coolest people in the world to confront and antagonize. Uh, People get doxxed. People get harassed. I mean, um, I've uh, posted all the hilarious emails I got. Uh, I think it was Punish Dem was the guy who got really upset when he got his latest ban evasion account uh, suspended because of my, he blamed it on my QAnon Twitter ban evasion thread. Uh, and he and like four or five other people were like emailing me like, the baby, you coward, and you're going to burn in hell and your tongue will never taste water to quench your thirst and agony and blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, I mean, you're you're dealing with a group of people that um, don't handle criticism very well and uh, can threaten to throw you in the Grand Canyon, which is my favorite death threat I've received. That's um, nice. That, that's like a classy way to die, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you got to die anywhere, at least be someplace scenic, right? Right. Yeah, I, haven't, I, I get to look around as I'm slowly free-falling into the Grand Canyon. That I'm sounds like, hey, majestic. It, it would. I mean, I could have a go. Maybe you could strap a GoPro to me on my farewell so you could watch my descent. I mean, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for him and his content as, as he creates it via murdering me. So uh, this is just so silly. It is so bizarre to me that 
you could they, you could turn on somebody who was helping you and you're turning on them due to your own gross incompetence your own crippling stupidity is the whole reason why you're mad at them all right well that's that's enough of the washington post being dumb uh tell me about trump being dumb well trump's followers being dumb they're all dumb uh he's still stealing from them tell me about this uh, so it turns out that uh, one of the uh, Trump uh, uh, donation forms or one of the ways you could give money to the Trump 2020 campaign uh, towards the end of the campaign, they were facing a bit of a cash crunch. So they needed some way to like get more money into their coffers for the home stretch. So they started uh, changing the way your donations worked and it became uh, – it got to the point where they were doing weekly uh, donations. So if you were only giving Trump like 20 bucks, now you were giving him like 20 bucks a week. And if you weren't tracking your bank account, they were just taking that money just constantly from you. <laughs> and uh, they just cleaned up. They were just raking in all this money from people. Um without their knowledge and or really their consent because this was again this was like uh fine print bullshit because it in the early parts of the campaign this was not you hit the button and it was just a one-time donation and then later on it became uh, a re- reoccurring monthly and then it became reoccurring weekly so <laughs> the sc- like the absolute scumminess and the total lack of any concern whatsoever for their supporters I mean, it's it's incredibly how it's incredible how sociopathic the Trump campaign was at the end. There, these weekly donations, the three different times Trump gave a rally in the middle of the night and then left, and there were no buses to pick people up and take them back to their cars, and they would have to walk like miles back to their cars or find Ubers or whatever. Um, there was that campaign rally in Nebraska where people were getting frostbite trying to get back to their cars. And yeah, that was good time. People got hospitalized. I mean, it just goes to show you that they don't give a shit about anyone. They're all just about making money and just getting Trump reelected to keep the grift going. This whole narrative that QAnon has about Donald Trump as this brave, stoic champion of the people fighting the deep state is such incredible bullshit and goes against everything Donald Trump has ever been in his life. It's mind-blowing. I mean, you just see these stories that happen in the uh, the lying mainstream media that QAnon will never acknowledge, and they just, they just run from it. Like, th- this story has come up exactly nowhere in QAnon world. Every place I monitor, no one's brought it up. No one said a word about it because they can't. They can't talk about these things. They can never talk about their big orange daddy actually being a terrible person. Yeah, that'd be too... I mean, they would have to admit something that they were wrong about, and that's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's not even the last time on this podcast that we're going to be talking about uh, QAnon followers uh, like just fucking throwing their fingers in their ears and closing their eyes and going la 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 and uh, ignoring patently obvious truths uh, when presented <laughs> with them. Um, yeah, so do, do we do we suppose that uh, that Trump's campaign is ever going to get in any sort of uh, trouble either from the fan base or uh, from the government? Uh, over this bullshit or did, was it just is it just that the classic fine print bullshit that lets them pick your pockets no matter how much they want to 
Uh, they have had uh, people uh, get some money back. Like there are people who have actually now disputed the charges mm. and there now are refunding money back to people who have caught on to what happened. But I mean, the thing that's really kind of weird is because you live in the Trump MAGA echo chamber, you're only going to hear about this story from the mainstream media. So the only way you're going to know you got ripped off is if you uh, check up on this from, quote unquote, not approved sources. So <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see how many people uh, figure out they were fleeced and ask for their money back. Because also there's going to be a group of people who are just going to be ashamed. There are going to be people who found out they got suckered and they're be like, oh, well, Trump, one got, Trump got one over on me. That's why he's a smart businessman and I'm just a jamoke working at the nine to five. So, I mean – you're going to have that mentality also kind of permeating this thing. But uh, I think I saw one uh, article about this that said about $118 million got siphoned into the Trump campaign through these kinds of scummy tactics. So that's a lot of money uh, for them to be uh, holding on to. And also I believe this sort this, um, Instead of Act Blue, which is a nonprofit, uh, the people that were doing this is called Red Win, and Red Win is for profit. And I believe that if you ask for your money back, they charge a transaction fee to give you your money back. So they just get you every which way. They're they're, they're going to scam you, and once they've got your money, you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get it back, and they're still going to get their cut because uh, perfect, yeah, perfect. It, it's just. It's it's just sociopathic grifters just just doing anything they can to get money, just literally stealing candy from babies because that's what they do. That's how they operate. Hey, Chuck, the- uh, you remember when we uh, found those girls <laughs> that would do anything for money? You remember they, they they were like, "We'll do anything for money," and me and you were both just like, "Anything," and then we winked at each other, and then we did all that fucked up shit. You remember, Tuck? Come on, come on. Remember when we recreated the purge? <laughs> Yeah, I remember we, all, time we just both pretended crime was legal for twelve hours. Oh boy! I mean, what? They, they're white dudes with money. Who's pretending? Yeah, crime. Yeah, crime is exactly. Legal. It's like it's like yeah. that. Uh, it's like that fucking John Mulaney bit about weed being legal. It's just like you're white. Weed's always been legal for you. Yeah, cal- calm down, <laughs> white people. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, hey, so uh, do do we want to do we want to move on from uh, the the Trump fleecing to the 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 real the real juicy bit? Yeah, I saved us a bunch of time. I was about to take us in. Uh, Mike, tell me who Q is. Uh, spoiler alert, Q is Ron Watkins. I can't uh, believe it. It's so <laughs> shocking. How did, uh, you, how did you know? And you'd, you'd, have to, you'd have to be a real attractive genius with a huge penis to have predicted this one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, would have had to, you would have had to have had the body of at least two Chinese soldiers. <laughs> maybe Both even three you you need to have like a 46 you need to pack. be a chinese soldier centipede <laughs> or possibly you could do the laziest research ever like me and i think on the second episode i was on i was like oh it's ron watkins uh i actually uh i will have to admit i'll have to take the big l here for myself because i most of the time said it was jim watkins who was q uh and Idiot. i Yep. Just oh. absolute buffoon on me. I accused the dad when it was really the son. Waka waka. 
Um, I, I ended up uh, just uh, one QAnon promoter just had an one of the only people that actually engaged on this whole Ron is Q thing, and he was just like, "There's no way Ron is Q." Burr, burr, burr. And um, and he was like, "Why did it take the media so long to figure it out?" So I actually uh, because I knew that Jim had been my uh, guest the whole time, I went through my timeline to figure out when I started calling Jim Watkins Q, and it was in December of uh, 2019. So like. For over a year and a half now, I have been accusing one of the two Watkins boys of being Q. You're so, half right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to – but uh, hey, if you want to say I got it wrong, hey, nail me. I don't care. But this is the thing, is that, and I've said this for forever, is that Ron and Jim control 8chan and 8kun. They dictate who has access and control to uh, the 8 the, – to the Q account – they can edit it. They can deny posts. They can do whatever they want. They can change the trip code. So the idea that they don't have total control over this thing is lunacy. So looking for the actual person who's writing this stuff is kind of superfluous because you you already had the people that were in charge of this and they were hiding in plain sight the whole time. I mean, but 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 at the end of the and day, like it's so like- it was just so strange that you would just have so many people looking at different angles working different sides, trying to bullshit their way through stuff. And I was just like, no, it's, it's Ron or Jim. It's them. It's, it's the, the guys who run the site. Q themselves said, I will never post anywhere but 8chan. Why would Q tether himself to 8chan if that's like, if he's not one of them? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Occam's razor this shit. Seriously. Yeah, it's like it's like Spider Man being, uh, you know, like like Peter Parker is the only person that can, that can get photos of Spider Man. Like, if you need to get a message of Spider Man, you could probably do it by going to Peter Parker, and then the Green Goblin shows up and like blows open Peter Parker's wall and flies in on his glider. And it's just like I've discovered your secret, Peter Parker. You're Spider Man's best friend, and it's just like, <laughs> what? N- no, he's he's fucking Spider. What are you talking about? Or like Batman, it's just like man. In order to get all that crime solvent done, Batman would have to be like a billionaire, and he'd have to be like in really good shape, and you know, he's clearly a white dude, so probably have some, some stuff to sort go of on. emotional trauma in his history. Like and Bruce Wade's over there, just like stroking his giant, like Adonis chin, and being just like, "Yes, could be anyone." <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wade with his body of a Chinese soldier, just absolutely yeah, this rip. It, why is that billionaire a ninth degree black belt in every form of martial arts? I mean, it's so odd. He really cares about personal fitness. But uh, so, the, so what happened on the show was after six hours of really weirdly meandering documentary, um, they had the big scene where. Uh, the Cullen, the guy making the box documentary, is talking to Ron, and at, at one point, Ron's like, "Well, Q's never just going to go out and admit he's Q to you." And Cullen's like, "Yeah, I know." Blah blah blah. And they just keep talking, and then finally, after years of Ron telling Cullen that, you know, I don't really do, follow the Chan boards at all. I don't really do anything. I'm not a part of them. People yell at me to like do some co- administrative stuff. I show up, but that's about it. Ron suddenly gets in. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm huge in the poll. Like half the threads are like digs I've done that I've posted on the poll and stuff like that. And Ron starts admitting that he's a huge Chan troll. And after he gets into this whole thing about it, oh, yeah, I'm a total Chan troll. I'm big on the boards. I do all this work. 
he then says, oh, I've been doing this anonymously for like leading people, helping them think correctly for like the last three years anonymously. And then he kind of realizes that's a bad thing to say. And then he just adds in, but not as Q. Yeah, and- <laughs> real, real quick, but not as Q. And, and then after he says that, he gives a dumb shit-eating grin, and then he starts laughing hysterically, and so does Cullen. And then when Ron finally gets his wits about him, he's like, not Q, totally not Q, you can't prove I'm Q. And it's so bad. It's so ridiculous. And I mean, um, Vice posted that article that I, I shared with you guys, and right. like, just about how Q reveal them revealed himself. That was their, their title, is Q reveal himself, and no one cares. Uh, especially not QAnon, like they don't oh, care. They they think no. it's a a uh, their own cabal of like shadow shadowy military geniuses. Uh, and it's just so like I I knew it wouldn't matter when he just looks at the camera and says I'm not Q. Wink. I was like, this doesn't mean anything because well, none yeah, of them- I mean uh, they they can't allow it to matter because Q is supposed to have Q level clearance. And Ron Watkins ain't got shit. So if they acknowledge that he is the man behind the curtain, it means that they are acknowledging that everything is a sham. All of it is a sham. So, you know, it really just sort of boils down to like, like Ron Watkins is cute now. I, I certainly don't think he's uh, he is the only person who was writing the posts. Like it's pretty no. obvious that more than one hand was in those posts. In your defense, I think Jim definitely wrote or drafted some and uh, probably someone else at 8 Coon. And then I I do believe that they stole it. They stole Q from that uh, that idiot from South Africa who started yeah, Paul it. Ferber. Yeah, Paul Ferber. Paul Ferber. I never remember. Because yeah, like, like that part of the documentary is so weird because Paul Ferber just like – kind of won't admit that he was Q or like was working in the discord chat with those people, but he's like, Hey, Ron Watkins knows the new Q is bullshit, but he won't admit it. It's, I hate it. It's, I'm so angry about it. And it's like, well, why don't you like actually like talk about what you know there, Paul? Why? Like, gee, I wonder you- why Ron wouldn't admit it. Yeah. yeah it's weird. So weird. I wonder why you and Paul won't admit it. It's, it's, it's so weird that nobody wants to admit to being Q except for all the times where they sort of like accidentally do. And and then what was so awesome was uh, the Rockin the Watkins boys have like their like weird live stream thing they do after these HBO documentaries come out to uh, rebut what happened and talk about things. And Ron was talking about how oh I'm not Q and the ending of Q proved that I'm not because if I was running Q I would have ended it better. And it's like how do you know Q ended, idiot? Like, why are you talking about Q ended? Did Q never signed off? Q never said I got to leave. I got to go back. I got to go back to my home world. He's like, so bad at this. Like, He's just Q could post a Q drop tomorrow. You cretin. I mean, the whole you don't know if Q ended or not, but you're the one saying, "Oh yeah, Q ended. It's over now." And I would have ended it better if I was Q, but I'm not. Uh, it's like OJ Simpson writing that book. If I did it. I mean, yeah. it's the same deal. Right. If I was Q by Ron Watkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if I was Q. It's so dumb. He is so bad at this. And it's so ridiculous. 
that he is even like trying to defend it or he should just shut up is what he needs to do. He needs to just not talk about it. Just put his head down and just let the idiots keep LARPing the way they want to LARP. It's so ridiculous how bad he is at this. And this documentary really like went to painstaking details to show who has game and who understands how to manipulate media and how to manipulate a person making a documentary and who is a, a schmuck who doesn't get how documentaries that have an agenda and an angle are going to portray you. The funniest thing in this documentary, besides Ron just giving up the game, was uh, there was this one uh, series of uh, shots in the last episode, I believe it was, where uh, the guy from like Just Informed Talk, the QAnon promoter Christian guy there who's been on the show a lot, they bring in someone who is like in Michael Flynn's like, inner circle and they're trying to like give these guys bullshit information. Flynn is manipulating these people and they're working their scam. And this guy's talking and the just informed talk guy just keeps burping loudly and aggressively during this guy's takes. Like the guy is like trying to do a shot for a camera. That was great. <laughs> the just informed talk guy is just like, burp, burp. and it, and the thing is, is that you know the documentarian is recording you doing this, and you know the documentarian has an agenda to make you look like a clown. This is clown, grade A clown shit material they're going to dunk on you with. It was yeah. like those people uh, cheating on Millionaire in Europe or whatever. It was just somebody loudly coughing in the audience. <laughs> Cough! Just like, oh, oh, the answer's P. Oh, my throat is just like, it's P. <laughs> exactly. Cough. Yeah, it's that. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And if you are, but the thing is, is that like uh, all of these people that were like the schmucks that were the QAnon followers and Jim and Ron in a lot of ways, they were just so unsavvy and so lacking understanding of how media gets created and how documentaries are made that they just let uh, this guy uh, film them and then just have all this material to then like edit and slice together <laughs> and build a narrative and crush them. And then on the other side of the how you game the media uh, people is uh, Thomas Schodenberger, who I – Never want to hear that man's name. He is such a dead end for all of this bullshit. And I have no interest in him at all. I probably said his name right. It's not his name is like Schrodenberg or whatever. But again, screw him. Fuck him. Uh, he's not Q. He never was Q. The people that did this weird thing tying Cicada 3301 to Q. Oh, God. All the Cicada shit was so boring and needless. And, yeah, and but the but the the one payoff that made me laugh so much is it's like you just have again burpy moron Q guy on one end, then you have Thomas on the other end, getting himself presented as a giant CGI cicada because Colin will do anything to get his uh, story on film, and it just goes to show you who knows how to work a guy and who doesn't know how to work a guy. It's Everyone so involved funny. Is at every level is a lunatic. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron. I'll go to a, a Japanese sex worker to get you to confess to being Q because now you'll trust me. Yeah, I'll, I'll march up a mountain with you with a hammer to make yeah. mochi. Whatever. Right, yeah. All of it. Like, like he's doing everything to placate Ron and Ron can't see he's being suckered. 
and at the same time, like uh, again, when when he's like, "Hey, Thomas, can we do this interview?" Only if I'm a giant CGI cicada. You got it, no problem. Whatever you want, the the, the moon is yours. It's it is you when you do these kinds of things, you like need to talk about. Oh, you know, do I have any uh, rights to the edit? Do I get to see the cut before you air it? Anything? I mean. All of these QAnon people just like left their asses hanging out in the wind, like the total guileless cretins they were. And on the other side, you have uh, that guy in like the first episode, uh, Flashjack or whatever his name was. He gets to be filmed in the darkness with his glasses on, all spooky and anonymous. They had a couple other people being filmed as like cloud people, like all wispy and like ethereal. Then you have Cicada, Tom, and and it just really goes. It's just really so weird how QAnon always presents themselves as like the savviest, smartest, most on top of things. We know how to work the fake news media, and they're all just portrayed basically as incredulous boobs. And the other people that are just like more like Q adjacent manage to just work the documentarian like a speed bag and get whatever they want uh, from him handed to them on a silver platter. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I... Yeah, it is the whole presentation is poor. The content is good. I understand why he did a lot of what he did uh to try and give you context and history uh for how he thinks Q came about, but he needed to do a better job of telling us when things were being when interviews were being done. Because it's not readily apparent that this takes place over three years. I knew it took place over three years because I knew the story of how, like, the Watkins tried to have uh, Frederick Brennan arrested. I was like, wait, this is in the past. He doesn't live in the Philippines anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, good content, bad execution and arrangement just in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Just based on uh, based on you guys talking about it, it's not exactly the sort of thing that I am uh, champing at the bit to to check out myself. I mean, I got to see the Prestige 
uh, of Ron Watkins and his dumb wacky cowboy hat being out at his queue. And uh, that makes all the difference, even though, again, the identity of Q is largely irrelevant. And that's why most of these uh, Q documentaries totally missed the fucking point, especially the Vice documentary, which just got it wildly wrong, apparently just completely fucking biffed it. Yeah, they were just uh, such a train wreck. And this documentary, it felt like it either should have been two, two and a half hours tight about uh what QAnon is the damage it's done and then revealing ron watkins's q so he could be publicly shamed for being behind this terrible evil movement or it needed to be like a 10 hour long documentary to just go into the weeds and all the dumb shit that like he kind of like got halfway into a bunch of stuff that was interesting and then just sort of bailed out on it so it felt like the six hour documentary format was kind of the worst of all worlds. It was really strange in a lot of ways. I, I found it really uh, like the, the paths, a lot of the paths it took were really bizarre. Like there was in episodes five and six, there was this weird moment where Cullen was just kind of like, and then Frederick Brennan was kind of crossing lines and getting a little too wild. And even Travis view was like, Hey Frederick, you might want to dial it back a little. And you would have Frederick like doxing Ron's wife or Jim's wife, I forget who it was, but you have Fred doing all these things, going hard at the Watkins boys. And then you have the Watkins boys do, getting interviewed and being like, man, Fred's really taking us to us. This is so mean. Why is Frederick such a bad guy to us? And then right after that, you then have uh, Frederick having to flee the Philippines because he's about to be arrested. And if Fred goes to jail, he'll probably die which is made clear in the documentary. And according to the documentary, his plane literally took off minutes before his indictment was being handed down by the Philippines legal system. And that was Jim manipulating the system to get Fred arrested. So it's really weird that you have it in the can that Jim is literally using the legal system to kill Fred. I mean, that's what's happening here. If Fred goes to jail, he's going to die. And everyone knows this. And yet you still felt the need to like run this 10, 15 minutes of footage where you kind of portray Fred as the bad guy and Ron and Jim is kind of being like put upon guys who are just taking way too much heat because Fred's just got way too much of an ax to grind for them. And their response is the casual attempt to use the legal system of the Philippines to kill Fred. I mean, it just, it seems so weirdly, um, disproportionate what the Watkins do to Fred and yet you play the you you play the documentary like it's a tete-a-tete where they're making chess they're making chess moves against each other and now maybe Fred's like taking it a little too far and it's like no you know what the end game of this is the end game of this is literally putting a disabled man in a Filipino prison where he won't survive and that's what the Watkins plan to uh, defeat Fred is is to kill him, which I don't know, maybe don't portray those guys in any kind of good light when they're trying to pull shit like that. That was a, a different other thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, I didn't know Ron Watkins was married because he talks about uh, women a lot in this documentary and talks about visiting sex workers more than once for a married man in front of someone recording him. Uh, like, not to judge, but that's weird. 
Yeah, that is really odd. I mean, and, and, and that's one of the one of the big plot points that's kind of like glossed over. Uh, I remember in one of the one of the chats I've been having with people, someone said, "Hey, are they just casually implying that the, that the documentarian uh, went to a sex worker to earn Ron's trust? Did they just sort of glide over that?" And, it's, and we just talked about it. Like, yes, that is the thing that kind of glided over that Ron was like, "Hey." Go with me to this, uh, basically a brothel. It'll be great. Waka waka. Yeah, I, it's legal in Japan. He didn't yeah. do anything illegal, but yeah. yeah, Ron straight up like mafia style tested him. To, hey, Tuck, you, know. you remember that time that we totally didn't do anything illegal? <laughs> remember that was totally above board? Remember that one, Tuck? Me and you doing those uh, totally legal 16 year olds because we were in Alabama or whatever. So good. Tuck, yeah. where are you going, Tuck? Get back here, Tuck! <laughs> Tuck! Yeah. Oh my god. And the other th- the other thing that blew me away in this documentary that like was just a weird editorial choice was um the total lack of a content warning before the Christchurch shooting with the Foley work, which is way excessive. And then they play the January 6th uh riot in the in the Capitol building and they have this indie cover of like feed your head playing over all of it as we're seeing the cop shoot the woman during the protest, seeing the other cop being crushed in the doors, people busting out windows, knocking down doors, uh, screaming, waving Trump flags. And I'm just watching this and I'm thinking to myself, you know, does a January 6th uh, protest really need punch up? Is this like the kind of media that you look I, at? I appreciate his his Snyder cut style music choice of of just like that lady screaming "White Rabbit." They they, they should have just fucking uh, they should have just played somebody's going to get their head kicked in tonight. That would have been a, <laughs> that would have been a good one. If you're looking to punch up a riot, that's always a great go to. I would have I would have also appreciated Nazi punks fuck off. I mean, there's a number of musical choices, See, the, but the, but that that would be tonally dissonant. Because what you what you're looking at is Nazis doing a thing successfully, which is an insurrection, in like breaking into a building and harming people. Uh, so you you, pro- you probably don't want to don't want to pair that with music condemning what they're doing because that that'll be like total whiplash. <laughs> versus, <laughs> yeah, we versus, would- versus if you are watching a bunch of uh, white supremacists kick some poor police officer's head in, then you know my choice is still pretty good. Hey, those white supremacists killed that police officer by uh, hitting him with bear mace that uh, triggered a uh, bad allergic reaction that gave him a stroke. Ah, so what what you're saying is that for the punch-up, they should have played some mace. Yes. (laughs) As QAnon has angrily stated, that man did not get killed by a fire extinguisher, even though other cops got hit in the head with fire extinguishers during the riots. The cop that died actually died due, due to a chemical allergent uh, reaction, which is uh, somehow excusable. I question mark. Yeah, Again, and, and also at the end of the day, like aren't, aren't these the same thin blue line idiots that are talking about how important cops are? Like, yes, it's so it's so weird that they can talk about how important police are and how much they support them while killing them by shooting them in the face with bear mace. <laughs> and also how much they hate the idea of child sex trafficking while just being like, oh, Matt Gates and Tucker Carlson's wild ride is totally cool. <laughs> allegedly, Tucker Carlson, oh, I, I, not I, I, allegedly I, I, Matt Gates. Getting word in my headset right now that Tucker Carlson insists he wasn't involved in any of that. But, you know, tell that to Matt Gates. <laughs> Matt, you Tuck. You were there. 
your wife was there that <laughs> I can't I can't finish that joke. That Filipino little person was there. She had a Roman <laughs> candle in each hand. I was literally remember that Tuck. <laughs> Tuck, you remember that one? We've known each other too long. I was about to make the same joke. We paid her $22.25 American, and she stood in the room and watched while we did our thing. You remember that? Tuck, tuck, tuck. I just love her real going all Metal Gear Solid death screams on Tuck now. <laughs> tuck. Tucker Carlson wants no part of this shit. <laughs> Which is why we're just going to have to throw him in the mud every chance we get. Uh, it, it was uh, it was just a really odd. Um, again, the punch up was just really odd. It just felt like these were events and moments that you could just sort of have them speak for themselves and not like ha- like add add on to them. And uh, like circling back to what you said about the uh, Blue Lives Matter thing, uh, QAnon is aggressively watching the uh, murder trial, uh, the George Floyd murder trial. And um, they they just want the cop to get away with it. I mean, that's really what all this comes down to. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah. the police officer's life was in danger for nine minutes. Yes, <laughs> well, like I mean that that guy that was handcuffed and on the ground on his stomach, surrounded by cops, could it have at any moment overpowered and killed all of them for nine minutes? Nine, nine minutes, minutes of pants shitting tower. Uh, nine minutes of pants shitting terror while you fucking uh, choke the life out of somebody with your knee. Nine, nine minutes of pants shitting terror. There's the there's the episode title. <laughs> that's that's us. Yeah. I, I, mean, I have not been keeping up with that trial at all because, like, I've seen this movie enough times to know what the outcome is. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no no charges. Maybe someone gets fired. Yeah, I mean, like, is there, is there any universe where this dude gets convicted of murder? Like, I can't really picture it. Not in the America that I live in. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the doe-eyed moron that I I got I have hope, and that hope will almost assuredly be crushed by again the American legal system and the way we prosecute cops in this country. It is it is wild. I mean, it is so wild the amount of witnesses that are being called for this case that are police officers that are testifying against this guy saying, oh, no, what he did was totally not uh, by procedure. No, what he did was not cool. Because you can just feel the prosecutors know the Herculean task they have in front of him, of them trying to convict a cop for killing someone in America, especially a black person being killed by a cop in America. And they're just like trying to handhold the jury through this process to being like, it's totally okay to do this. You can just watch this video of this guy being murdered by this police officer and then convict the police officer for murder. And we are now going to give you roughly 500 witnesses that are all going to tell you it's okay. And then the defense is just going to get up and be like, meh, hey, cop, feared for his life. What are we going to do about it? America's, yeah, America's heroes. I don't Uh, don't want to be too dour. I I want to be a little supportive. So in that spirit, I do hope that if he gets uh, acquitted, that the protesters support every building in Minneapolis to the ground. I want <laughs> I want them to be out in the streets supporting at maximum support. I want any police officer that stands in their way to be verily supported. Support all of them. I want all all local businesses fed I want and like I want them to support the concrete off of the streets itself with jackhammers. I want them to just support every piece of infrastructure they can. I want to remember what used to be Minneapolis before all of the support. 
It's like, man, remember remember when all those people really lifted up Minneapolis with a ton of support and now it's a like a bombed out crater that used to be a town that nobody cared about except for this one time when this cop got acquitted for murder there. Uh cool. <laughs> You basically you basically want the uh, the end of Avengers: Age of Ultron. You just want Minneapolis lifted into the air and then flipped and then thrown back into the planet Earth to uh, trigger an extinction event. Nope, I did not say that. I want them to be supported. If anything, I want them to be lifted up in the air like a person at a Jewish <laughs> wedding. Uh, we want this to, to appear nothing like what happened to Rodney King and the ensuing. No, we don't want riots. We can't say riots. How do I dial this back? You're the oh, one, whoa, support. you're the one you're the one who put the R word out there. I've been talking about a, a community support. I've been talking about a community supporting the city that has betrayed <laughs> it. And in a very Christian fashion of turning the other cheek, I want the response to this white ass cop getting acquitted for like murdering on camera over the course of nine minutes, this black dude, to be met with an overwhelming wave of support that cripples I mean that <laughs> that lifts up and props up the city of Minneapolis in a way so you want, in no unseen, way the there to be riots. No one said riots. No, absolutely not. No I, don't, I don't want that. E- even if I wasn't being talking cheek, I wouldn't use the R word. I would say that I would want to protest, but what I really want is support. I want support, support your local Minneapolis folks. Yes. We, we, we want much as QAnon is a peaceful research movement. We want the peaceful Minneapolis movement to just wash over the city and state uh after uh this uh trial goes to its uh seemingly inevitable conclusion once again given uh the way all of these trials work because uh america is a racist cesspool and and i mean um, let's be real even if ultron did do a thing to minneapolis <laughs> like who fucking cares like well, like I, I barely know what state it's in and the only reason i can remember it is because it's alliterative and like if if they were Minneapolis, like Arkansas or whatever, I would not have any fucking idea where that where that city was or why it was important because it's not anyway. If you, <laughs> unless you live in Minneapolis, in which case your city is great. Please continue to support the podcast. Um, okay. Hey, hey, Mike, do we have any listener questions from Minneapolis, the city in the sky? Uh, <laughs> is that really what do. they have the audacity to call themselves? No. God no. Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know a fucking thing about the place. It, it, you, you could be like, yo, like, it, it is two miles high. D- Denver, Colorado thinks that they are fucking crazy. No, Minneapolis is off the chain. They're very high up. And I'd be like, cool. I have, I have never heard of that before. In my life. I was going <laughs> off of your, I was ripping off of your bit where they were lifted into the sky by giant rocket engines uh, powered yeah. by racism. Uh, but anyways, we do have listener questions. They may or may not be from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so we start off with uh, Saj Queen uh, asking, uh, what the fuck is up with Jim's moobs? Just ooh. How Jim procreated is beyond me. So... Uh, uh, Jim is uh, not an Adonis. I'll say that much for him. Uh, he is um, very much a unfit dude who apparently likes yoga and all kinds of other stuff. I had uh, he likes pens. Gonna, he, oh God, he does love. He loves. He loves love pens. Uh, enjoys watches. Q loves watches and pens. Again, these were things that were known for a long time. Uh, Q, for some reason, decided that pens and watches were going to be how he would identify himself and not just uh, a pretty good privacy key or a Bitcoin wallet or (laughs) anything logical or rational. 
just uh, just hey, these are the hobbies of Ron and Jim Watkins, and this is how I identify myself. Q parentheses not the Watkins. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's really bizarre how Q uh, uh, posts a drop that's like just bought a fancy new cowboy hat. Totally different from Ron's, though. <laughs> that would have been the greatest I, thing in the world. I love singing opera in the middle of the night. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was just. There was a period in that thing where Ron just let his hair down and was just totally comfortable around that guy, and that's why he ended up like blowing it so spectacularly at the end. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was, the opera thing was bizarre. I mean, that, the hammer, all of it. I mean, we got, we had a real deep dive into the psyche of Ron Watkins and, uh, it wasn't a great place to be. It's a weird dude. Yeah. It it, it is really, it just, it kind of just goes to show you, because like, I mean, Frederick Brennan admitted that he like wrote up eight Chan, uh, while he was like coming off of psychedelics and he was young, and it just goes to show you how like the world has been warped by people that were either teenagers or really kind of didn't emotionally develop past teenager running like weird skeevy internet sites. Like the amount of weight those people got to throw around is uh, disproportionate and not good. Yeah, well, welcome to the internet. Although, spe- speaking about his physical uh, prowess, or, like, or you know, his his status as a, a physical specimen, uh, I can't throw shade at the guy. I'm very out of shape myself, so you know, Jim but, has the body of a heavy reader. Yeah, yes. I mean, but his fashion sense, like that, is a thing I can mock. And uh, boy, howdy, I uh, let's just give me credit for having mocked it, so that we can continue on. But he dresses like a dum dum. <laughs> And carries himself also like a dum dum, but I don't care about his doughy body. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, weird. Yeah, Everybody uh, loves Jim's doughy body. Yeah. Uh, L. Ron Howard asks, uh, "Do you think Ron being out of his queue made anyone wake up from their Trump fever dream? Do you think any other documentarian and/or media types will dig deeper for more proof that the Watkins are Q?" Or uh, do you think they will end up in prison for their part of pushing the big lie on one six? Uh, nope, no, nope, 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 and yeah. nope. Nose across no. the board. Uh, I think. Well, I do think there's a there, there's a there'll be a yes in the sense that documentarians are probably going to bug the Watkinses to like admit they were Q, and the Watkinses will not admit that. I do think that like what Cullen got out of uh, team Watkins is as good as it's ever going to get with them. And now their, their hackles are raised and they will be very guarded about this stuff because they know that uh, the documentary was bad for their uh, Q brand as it were. So um, as for the other questions, Oh God, no, they will bury their heads in the sand and the Watkins boys. I don't know that they did anything like legally actionable. I mean, I think the, Biggest thing is that Ron could open himself up to a lawsuit from Dominion because he was pulling. Trump all- did way more than either of the Watkins when he said, "We're going to march up the street." Like, if anyone, Trump did like ten times as much as those oh, two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Trump's going to get indicted for that way before uh, the Watkins boys would ever get indicted. And again, the only people that really have a legal leg to stand on against them are Dominion. Because and the minions just throwing billion dollar lawsuits at everybody now. So uh, get they, they were they were part of the cease and desist list that Dominion had at one point. So they they like Icarus were flying too close to the sun, but they may have managed to peel off and avoid uh, actually getting into big boy trouble with them. 
Would you uh, would you go so far as to say that they are C and D list celebrities? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Oh God the the uh, the Avengers in Hell World uh, proprietary uh, sting needed to be used there if we ever make it, which we shouldn't because we'd use it way too much. Uh, Matt asks, uh, I'll actually ask a serious question: If Ron is Q since eight chin, how can we explain the obvious Caden shifts once H eight Kun came online? Um, the cadence shifts could have been that Ron was mailing it in, that Jim was kind of like uh, barking edicts at him for like what kind of stuff he wanted posted. Because uh, Q was offline for those 93 days, so I can see it being hard for Ron or Jim or who, or the guy they were paying money to to write the majority of the drops. I can see it being hard for that person to like, quote-unquote find the voice again because – I've I said it all the time. Eight Kun Q is a fucking moron. They are so bad, and they they step on so many rakes and make themselves look so stupid. Uh, when they when they fucked up the California Republican presidential primary thing, there were QAnon promoters like Praying Medic and other guys that were like, "Whoa, Q, uh, uh, you might be uh, might be a little misguided on this one, buddy." I mean, when when your infallible God is just stepping in dog shit so aggressively that you have to take a step back and be like, um, "Can we can we get on the Discord, Ron? Can can we talk? Because uh, this is." This is literally your racist grandpa's forward Facebook shit. That's what the level you're devolving to. We need to up the quality control here just a skosh. Can we just improve a little bit? So I I don't know why uh, the writing like became so crummy the way it did, but it was, it was, is it, it is incredibly noticeable how worse eight Kun Q is over the rest of all of them. It's really bad. I think a lot of it, I mean, Ron was obviously one of the nice things about the documentary. You just see how stressed out Ron is during like Brennan's campaign against them and like keeping them down for so long. Uh, I think it just be chalked up to like stress, and he was dealing with other things. I mean, so. or substance abuse. I mean, yeah, like like there 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 are a bunch of different like even even if we want to think that it is like one single person behind the keys at any given time, and not like a collaborative effort between several people uh, at any given point in time. There's a bunch of different ex- like reasons why somebody might change up their writing style all William Nilly and you know like stress substance abuse or whatever like yeah. the ma- the main reason the 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 Riddler penguin shit stood out to m- so so much to me at the time when we were discussing that um is just the the speed at which it was changing like you know you would have you would have one in one like style and then like at some points it was like nine seconds later an upload of like another paragraph of material that's in a completely different style and it was just like oh the combination of the, the change in styles and the shortness of this and leads me to believe that either somebody is deciding to like, you know, write this stuff down on like a notepad document and then copy paste it extra quick, or it's two different people writing. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind later covering some of the, we just came back eight coon drops, uh, just to go over them. Cause we just didn't get very far before the world lit on fire in the drop. We were about to jump in the drops anyway, but 
Yeah, and and again, like we were almost done with the first seventy-two, which is the story that that was all that basically, if we're going by the documentary's uh, timeline, that was like the Paul Ferber, Tracy Beans, that was the kind of stuff they were doing, and then Ron uh, yoinked it from them around. It was around the like mid two hundreds is when Q goes to Eight Chan, and that's when like Paul Ferber's like Q was stolen from me. I mean, Q became fake. Wink. So. Like that initial Q is not around for very long, and then eight Chan Q, uh, Q starts like uh, aping four Chan Q, and then eight Kun Q is just terrible. Which is again, it, it could be any numerous, any uh, any one of a million different things. And I think one of the last things that like you could bring up is the fact that like in the documentary, both Ron and Jim think that Q is going to Q and Q on are going to die after the election. Because they're just kind of like, hey, if Trump wins, it's over. Trump won. We're done here. And if Trump loses, well, then it was all obviously a lie and a fraud. <laughs> please don't. So, like, please don't come looking for us, FBI. I think right, that so, I, I think that's the number one reason why he killed it is so much shit went down on January 6th that uh, Ron Watkins, Ronald Watkins uh, realized that, hey, if I keep this game running – Real big boy people are going to come looking for me, like the CIA and the FBI. But, but he, had st- he had stopped long before January six. He stopped pretty much as soon as the election was over. So just yeah. like I like I, th- I think he slammed on the brakes more just like with his fucking tail between his legs in defeat. Like, like he, he, like, can you imagine if if being Q while Trump is president is stressful? Could you imagine how stressful it would be to be Q? when Biden is president and like liberals are in control and like everyone he, that supports you is being deplatformed left and right. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just seemed like he was just like, Oh, well, like if Trump had won the election, I would have kept going, but he didn't. So now it would be a lot of work to talk myself like out of why Trump is now just sort of like sitting on his orange ass in Mar-a-Lago uh, instead of leading us to the, the promised day. So I'm just going to fucking bail because yeah, I can't like, make I, any I more mistakes leave. if I don't talk like, yeah. right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing is that Q never wanted to be held account for his failures. And if Q ever starts talking again, then Chan trolls are going to start yelling at him. And why deal with that shit? I mean, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to be worshipful and be very happy that daddy's come home, but. And also like, that- do, do we, do we know how early in advance he got word that the Q documentary was going to air? Like, or like may- maybe, like maybe there's a chance that he just knew that this Q doc was on the horizon and knew that like, it was going to be pretty fucking obvious after it aired that uh, he was Q. So he was just like, fuck it. I'll just end it after your election. And by the time like news that I was Q breaks, like either it will be irrelevant or it will be easier for me to deny. Cause I won't be doing it still. Yeah. I, I oh, think yeah. there's a little bit of all these things in this. I, not not just to like spread it around, but I, I think there's a lot of it. it. He saw the writing on the wall. No, yeah. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Jacko asks, uh, what is the devil's advocate argument for why Q, if he was really a government insider, would tether himself to these two eccentric guys as his platform and anoint Ron as the only person on the planet who could validate the Q account? They came off as strange choices. There is no devil's advocate argument for this. It is absolute lunacy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean that, that that's a pretty that's a pretty strong fucking question to ask there, bud. Uh, that I'm sure QAnon has no good answer for. I mean, like, 
they just sort of like like whatever answer they give does it seem more or less likely than yo ron was q all along and that dude does not have q level clearance and he just thought it was a cool sounding thing that he heard in a movie or like a call of duty game or something at one point like yeah, i feel like we've already answered that question we've uh, uh, we've indulged a, that quite a bit just yeah, uh, uh, just a little bit ago and over the last couple episodes there was a uh, there was someone brought this up to my attention like uh, sometime uh around uh, the origin of q there was an episode of archer where q level clearance was a big plot point so archer might have been where they got it from uh so there we I, go. I mean, I like Ron, Ron Wagons does strike me as the sort of dude who would think Archer is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, early Archer was real good. I mean, but yeah, but when early Archer was coming out, we were also 10 years younger and thinking, like, watching it and being like, ah, yes, this is great. I have not revisited <laughs> Archer. I am sure that it does not hold up as well as I would like. <laughs> uh, thank you for the question, Jacko. Uh, That's something for the gamers. other guys. Yeah. Deport Gamers asks, are you going to do any episodes on the non-canonical text regarding Q, i.e. Invitation to the Great Awakening, Fall of the Cabal, etc.? I mean, that's possible. I mean, there's a ton of uh, QAnon content out there that was not written by Q that is basically part of the mythos, as it were. I mean, but Fall of the Cabal is three hours of absolute bullshit. Uh I wrote a 468 tweet thread about all the lies in that thing. And uh, I probably missed a bunch too. I mean, Hey, if we ever get, if we ever get big enough on, uh, if we ever get big enough on Patreon to start uh, being able to support uh, like producing bonus content, I feel like, uh, I feel like episodes about Q Apocrypha seems like a good, a good thing. for Uh, Yeah, I'm in, but I would have to be paid to do Q Apocrypha. It was hard just to get through. The documentary, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If, if, if when we have the ability to fly to Italy for no good reason to, yeah, uh, yeah. not interview Steve Bannon, uh, that'd be great. It was very funny. I saw something from Cullen where he was like, "Oh no, I was just maxing out credit cards and just on a shoestring budget." And I'm just in the back of my head. I'm like, "Well, maybe don't fly to Italy and you don't have to melt that credit card." I don't know. Guess question, and um. We have an we have a uh, idea for an activity from uh, Jackie Daytona that says uh, more of in a game. I think it'd be fun to do a March Madness bracket of Q promoters and influencers. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the brackets would be like: grifters, true believers, like personalities, and, and like how do you determine who moves forward? Like, well, like what what are we what what the fuck is the bracket for? Are we talking about the uh, best one, the worst one, East v well, West? The- yeah, that would well. That would, we'd have to do. We'd have to just post it, and it would probably be like we we would absolutely have to be worst QAnon promoter out there and like the most terrible person, and we would have to put put, put polls up on either the Hell World uh, Twitter feed or my Twitter feed, and just have people vote vote people through. I have a feeling at this point that Ron Watkins probably wins this thing. <laughs> the finals you, are you, wrong. You, think, you, you think you think fucking Q himself is probably the worst Q promoter. <laughs> i know so weird or the best again we yeah. don't know how we're judging this uh right, but, this dance yeah but i feel like the I, I feel like the finals are ron versus jim and uh that would be very interesting to uh try to uncover 
But um, I mean, yeah, it's like we would have to like do custom rules. Like, I don't, I'm not sure if we could have Ron involved anymore. Otherwise, the bracket is just like most like an apple in the one scene, <laughs> apple in the yeah. two scene, orange, like etc. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Are we like, oh shit! It's like you know the the pundits on fucking sports would be like, you don't call me crazy, but even after all the hype, I think Apple has got it. <laughs> uh, I mean, do we just seed him straight to the final four? Like, is he just there? Well, maybe we maybe we could call Ron like last year's champion, and once you become the champion, you get retired. No, so we do it Mortal Kombat like, style. He's Shao Kahn, like he right, just yeah, he just sits the in the back. He just sits in the back with his uh, wagyu hat on and his, uh, <laughs> and, his and his sex doll. <laughs> that, we, we, the... we just we just retire his jersey, but instead of a number, it just says Q on it, and we know, like it just says Ron Watkins, and then the number is Q, and it's retired, and nobody else can have that jersey. Right. <laughs> that, that's the template for the bracket. We have the actual brackets, and the backlay is just Ron as Shao Kahn on a throne with the with the sex robot doll and his dumb hat. And all that stuff, and 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 his retired jersey. So that would be oh, how wow. we. Would... Oh, he could have a sexy Smurfette in there too. Do we know anybody? <laughs> Do we know anybody with artistic skills? Uh, anyway, yes, uh, that, that 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 would certainly be fun, but uh, it's, it also seems like it might be a lot of work. So I'll let Mike handle that. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, finally, we have uh, three sixty secure asks. Uh, I found one pretty rare self-critical thread in one of the more popular Telegram channels of some admission that followers are dropping off more now. Do we see any other indication of this? Uh, the main thing I see, because like there's all kinds of this talk, and even in the doc, even in the documentary, they were just kind of like they attempted to do a platform queue, but it backfired. It became stronger than ever, which I think is a citation that needs evidence. But one thing <laughs> I will say. Is yeah, that, that, that sounds fucking crazy. They're just like yeah. they, took, they took Q off of the like the second or third most popular social media platform of ever, and it only got stronger. And it's like, what? No, po- it didn't. Post need citation. It got yes. noticeably weaker because now they're fucking stuck to Gab and Telegram, and they're just like, yeah, that's right, baby. We have three hundred thousand users. How you like us now? And Twitter's just like, yeah, man, we have three hundred million users. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I the one thing I will say about QAnon is that even the major promoters are kind of admitting that shit sucks nowadays, and that uh, QAnon is not here for uh, shit sucking because the whole Illuminati thing was such a niche. And only people that wanted to black pill themselves and get upset and sad at the world black. really got it. Black pill means like the hard truth, the stuff that's like absolutely the negative bleakness. Like to an incel, a black pill is you'll never get laid. Like there's no amount of work you can do on your physical appearance or your personality. No woman will ever have sex with you and you need to accept it. Like, so the black pill is just like the ultimate harsh truth that pretty much just like kind of breaks you. It's like nihilism in a way. But uh so shitty. Yeah, exactly. So I've been seeing like a lot of uh, people like talking about how like two like one uh, Pepe Lives Matter who I love making fun of and dunking on constantly. He's like 2021 has been like really good for like shills and mean people and black pillars to like come out here and try to ruin our fun. But I keep pushing back on him, bro. And what he means when he says that is. 2021 isn't conforming to our reality. 
Joe Biden is the president and will remain the president for the foreseeable future. And if something ever happened to him, then Kamala Harris will be the president. And while we might get like a little dopamine high for a couple months being like, hey, we told you Kamala was going to be president. Ah, I got you. Then she'll be president until 2024 at the minimum. And you're not going to be happy with that. And uh, like 4 million people got vaccinated in a single day a couple days ago. I, I just posted on my Twitter that I just got scheduled for my first vaccination shot at the end of this month. So like all of these things that are uh, categorically like win conditions for the cabal are real and they're not going to change. So if you're a QAnon believer, you just have to start denying reality harder and more aggressively because even when the even when Hillary wasn't getting arrested, even when Obama wasn't being sent to Gitmo, you could at very at the very least see Donald Trump on television every single fucking day and just have your little QAnon heart swell with joy that the God Emperor was being beamed into your house via television. And now you don't get that. Now you have nothing. Now you just have Sleepy Joe showing up every now and then, reminding you to mask up and get the vaccine when it's available. And you get nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> right, exactly. You've lost. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. I mean, that's just it. You're fucked. <laughs> and the, that that's not what QAnon was here for. QAnon was here for the fun and the winning and the lib owning. And right now... Libs ain't getting owned. Like, life just sucks. So I do think that reality uh, hurts their movement a lot because there's only ju- there's only just so much excitement you can get over uh, a ship getting stuck in the Suez Canal being full of trafficked children, and we're going to have it revealed to us any day now. I mean, it's just – you just can't chase that dragon for this long because – Oh, you sure can, buddy. Where's Homer? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh, God, yes, Uma. But I'm just saying, like, the the what about the eight, laptop? Yeah, <laughs> what about the, yeah the innumerate laptops? Yeah. What, 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 what about what about the only laptop that ever mattered? Just kidding. There were several incriminating laptops that have vanished. What about I'm all now, Hunter I, Biden's crimes? I'm now imagining some QAnon promoter being Stephen Wolf grabbing all the laptops to try to merge them into the unity that triggers the Great Awakening. Where's the Biden laptop? (laughs) It is upon you. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm glad I'm glad we could have you on so you could make timely references like this. That's me. I'm I'm all I'm all about timely Snyder cut references. <laughs> uh but I mean it's just it's just that's just what this is right now. It's just this bleak world and for like the internet trolls and the Illuminati people, this has been their lives this whole time, but for the boomers who got into it because they were MAGA and they love Trump and all this stuff, they ain't getting anything out of this now. I mean, this this just sucks for them. They were promised that Hillary Clinton was going to be in an orange jumpsuit uh, being sentenced for her innumerate crimes. And no, they don't get that. They don't get anything. And it's just... It's just terrible. So I do think that... I have found it. The world has existed. <laughs> pushing laptops into like an obelisk (laughs) having Jim Watkins appear the server the server from Germany 
Yeah, yeah, this is true. I'm just thinking of like this event, like this event happening, and like uh, the, the Stephen Wolf character is talking to Jim Watkins, and then finally he gives up, and then Ron Watkins appears in the message. He's in just, his cowboy hat. It's got to have yeah, the hat. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to have the hat. Oh, he's got to have the hat. Yeah, he, like Ron's just like you made me. You made me walk away from my sex doll for this. What is going on? <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so all right. Look, 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 time for me to time for me to grab the reins on this motherfucker and see. Take us out. Yeah, we 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 drove through our scenic hell world experience, and we have come through on the other side uh, with an enhanced knowledge of exactly who Q was all along that n- none of us ever could have predicted. Nope. Uh, so everybody who's listening, uh, thanks for supporting the show. If you'd like to support the show further, the easiest way for you to do that. Uh, it's free, actually, and it's just telling other people about the show, uh, people you think might be interested. Go ahead and link to episodes if you need to. If you're feeling so inclined, uh, go ahead to your local pod provider and give us one of them fancy five-star reviews we've heard so much about. Uh, apparently, it really makes the algorithm happy. Uh, if you have a currency that you would like to deposit into our tip jar uh, to continue to support the podcast in a little financial way, uh, you can do so by visiting Patreon at Poker Politics and putting some money in into our cup uh if you have money and you're just like hey man fuck their cups uh we totally get it we're just a bunch of idiots on the internet so if you want to make your money feel a little more useful uh go ahead and donate it to love146.org uh they are an uh, anti-child trafficking uh outfit that you know is doing the work that uh QAnon claims to be doing uh but isn't really uh as evidenced by this whole pizza gates thing it's like what a world we live in (laughs) uh speaking of the world we live in the world we live in is dominated by social media of which we have now uh both our individual social medias and one for the podcast that's right folks after forever we are finally separating out uh the hell world uh twitter from just being mike reigns's personal affair uh so if you're interested in visiting the show's twitter uh you can do so at hell world h-e-l-l-w-q-r-l-d uh on twitter and you can find us there. Uh, or if you're interested in uh, looking uh, us up individually, you can find myself at HellWorldL, spelled the same way as just our regular web uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find Sarge at HellWorldSarge. Or as always, you can find Mike Reigns at Poker and Politics or Poker Politics. I always get a fuck confused. You know, you know where to find him. You could do it. No big deal. Uh, also, while we're talking about Twitters and such, it's important for me to, to point out to you, the listener, that uh you are my beautiful babies but i have recently birthed a new baby not a literal baby a pod baby uh myself and sarge got together we hooked up we did the nasty with no rubbers we've produced a new pod baby (laughs) yeah that's right i said it in a gross way uh it's called the binge wordy podcast uh that's b-i-n-g-e-w-o-r-d-y all one word uh, you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy and go ahead and uh, follow us there if you'd like to hear more of our special brand of pop culture bullshit without all the dumb Q burning the world down stuff getting in the way of it. Uh, so for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am Hellworld L signing off for Hellworld Sarge and Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.